on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irokti, a yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientolum againom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. You're listening to the best of the Indo Daily. Fuck you, cancer. Today on the Indo Daily. Three years ago, Ian Ward received shocking news that would forever change his life. The personal trainer was diagnosed with stage 3 brain cancer. Despite the prognosis, Ian decided to take on a series of challenges to raise money for cancer research, with a unique way of fundraising. I'm Fionan Sheehan, and today I'm joined by the self-proclaimed king of chemo, Ian Ward. Ian, tell me about you, your background, where are you from? Uh, so originally from uh, Clontarf, moved out to England uh, during the recession. I couldn't get jobs in the paramedic field, so I decided to switch over to nursing, which I thought would be a similar field. And I was very, 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 very wrong. Uh, the lack of autonomy and the, the huge amount of paperwork was uh, awful. And uh, so then in my third year, I thought I was being, you know, uh, a mature adult and sticking with it the whole way through. And then in my third year, I finally decided this is not you do not want to do this at any point in your life. You need to quit this now. You're not happy. You've never been happy with this. None of your placements you have enjoyed. And then so I switched and I made the switch to sports science, which I was very grateful that I did. Uh, went to St. Mary's, started working in gyms, teaching fitness classes. And uh, yeah, we've been very happy working with that job. Tell us about the rather unorthodox way in which you actually found out that you had cancer. You were literally just doing a medical trial. So it there was no there was no symptoms. You weren't feeling unwell or anything like that. I made myself into a human guinea pig because they absolutely throw money at you. And the uh, the health risks are actually very, very low, despite what you might think from like The Simpsons or something where uh, Bart gets turned into a monster or Homer gets, you know, a load of robot parts sticking out of his head. And I went in and in one of these health checks that they do, the advanced uh, high-level health checks, uh, they put me in for an MRI and they discovered that I had a brain tumor. And then when they were announcing it to me, uh, like, you have a, uh, a brain tumor, this is, uh, we think it's benign, but you need to go in and you need to have a second specific scan where, we, uh, where they 
do some stuff to to be sure. How did you handle the, that news, though? Uh, the first time, uh, my instant reaction was, "Ah, am I still able to do the medical trial?" And then their response was very, "No, this is an extremely is uh, <laughs> extremely serious medical condition. You cannot come on this medical trial." And so I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, ah, well, no money for me." So that was my first reaction. I was like, oh, God, I was hoping to be able to go to Peru a second time. Next reaction was when I was brought in again after the second scan. And they said, no, this is actually very serious. We've seen a, a huge amount of growth, about a 30% size growth uh, since the previous scan. And that is uh, very dangerous. That is aggressive. Uh, that probably means that it is cancerous. And so that was the first kind of hit that it was uh flush with a load of negativity but it didn't last too long because the doctor who was um talking to me he just got on pretty quickly to uh um solutions and sort of ways of dealing with it which is exactly what i needed to hear he he, he read the room very well were you getting support from from family and friends and how were you relating this serious news to them um so I first got the second information uh, just before my brother's birthday was coming up. So I was like, ah, now I didn't know whether to tell them or not at all because uh, with COVID uh, and generally, um, I'm not going to make myself out to be like some sort of a super hard man, but I kind of felt like it would be easier to deal with by myself and talk to them after the the surgery. That was my original thought because I thought that they would be overwhelming me with questions that it was just like, I don't know the answers to these questions. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. You know, uh, I've made the right decision at this stage and now all I have to do is go into the surgery. So the less I talk about it, the better, because it's kind of like going over the top in world war one, talking about it a lot, isn't going to make it any easier for what you have to face. So you may as well just kind of, you know, get some, uh, for want of a better phrase, get some Dutch courage and, you know, keep off the topic and then deal with it only in moments before you, uh, you have to do it. That was my ethos. But then because it was going to possibly affect my speech, uh, and I talked to my friends first before my family and they said, nah, you have to tell them, uh, because it could affect my speech. It became an issue where I have to tell them now because otherwise it's, I might not be able to tell them properly afterwards. How did you break the news? Uh, family Zoom call. Okay. Yeah. The uh, that was that was the COVID uh, effect kicking in there, and and their reaction to that was. Um. Yeah, it was good. My brother did the same thing as the doctor, and he got straight onto questions, questions of treatment, and sort of looking for the realistic, positive side of things. And so he set the tone for the atmosphere at that uh, from their end. And so from then, I don't think we've had any kind of down, uh, down days in uh, in the in the family because it's it's uh, no symptoms is makes things a lot easier because not the less I think about it, but uh, it doesn't get in my way of what I want to do. If anything, it does the exact opposite. It's a huge kick straight up to the top of the mountain to uh, to get so much of my stuff done. I probably wouldn't be on this podcast if I was just, you know, raising, trying to raise the most amount of money um, for a charity ever. That's, you know, an interesting subject matter. But when you add in the fact that like, you know, hey, this lad's dying, <laughs> you know, it adds a, a certain je ne sais quoi to, uh, to the situation. Adds a bit of drama. And have the doctors actually given you a, a, a time frame in this regard? On paper, it's about five years. 
and then they quickly were to add in however your situation is is completely off the charts because so few people come in at the age of 30 with no symptoms and getting a, a scan that has a brain tumor in it no symptoms going into uh, going in is is a huge um benefit in medical terms uh, i um I, i'm terrible for giving uh, his his name credit now but uh, there was that guy from the wanted um who had a very similar uh, situation to me both in his age and his type of brain tumor however he was misfortunate uh, he didn't have that, you know, that need for money <laughs> when I went in for the uh, uh, the research and he didn't get his scan until he was having uh, uh, symptoms. And like he's no longer with us. They weren't able to have uh, surgery on him because it was he was a too late of a stage. Again, it comes back to how I am incredibly lucky and unlucky. I'm the most unlucky, lucky man in the world. Yeah, that was that was poor Tom Parker from the, the one. Tom Parker, that's it. Yeah, what about- Tom Parker. Surgery. So you you've had surgery. How 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 did that work out? So yeah, the surgery went in, and uh, that was that was really unpleasant. That was like the scene at a casino where Joe Pesci has your man's head in a vice, and because like though they say that your brain doesn't have uh, nervous tissue, like the rest of your head still does. So uh, it you feel the the pressure, uh, the intense pressure of uh, having your head sawed open with a bone saw. And, you know, that thing isn't subtle either. That comes off like something straight out of Woody's DIY. It isn't, it's not like something that you'd imagine it is in sort of terms of uh, surgery. You think everything is like teeny tiny, uh, like, you know, little micro uh, tools. And it really isn't. They, they have a buzzsaw. You just went for local anesthetic, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was uh, the left temporal uh, lobe and I'm right-handed, that meant that it could affect my speech. So they were saying that at no point is it a good thing or is it beneficial long-term for me to go uh, under on an anesthetic because uh, it means that even if they did it for just when they're opening up my skull and they don't need anything from me in terms of like, you know, can you read this? Can you read that? They were then saying that when you come become awake, after that part, you'll still be a little bit groggy. So it, it does slightly defeat the purpose of uh, staying awake for the whole thing. And so I was just like, ah, yeah, like there's not, let's just tolerate the whole thing. Okay. I'm sure it can. If, if like, I kind of was thinking like, you know, if other people have gone through it, then I can get through it. It's no different than doing a marathon. No one wants to do it. But if it actually put yourself in the position, you've signed up to the race. Very few people actually drop out of the marathon. Once they've actually gotten to the front line, that's always the most difficult thing in anything in life. And I really do believe that it's getting the first two feet out the door. And uh, yeah, the surgery was no different. Following on from surgery, what outline the, the rest of the, the treatment then that you're, you're going to be going through? Uh, so afterwards, it was something called uh, radio radio therapy, yeah. which is where they uh, send uh, radioactive lasers through your, your head, which sounds like something straight out of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, fun fact, Mark Ruffalo also has a brain tumor. He doesn't uh, mention that much, but uh, still fairly interesting. And uh, yeah, so they uh, fire a load of lasers through your head uh, in such a way that they are able to target the exact point uh, in your head and not really affect the other areas around as much. And um, 
Then the other part was the chemotherapy. But again, because it's brain cancer, it is way more easier to deal with because the organ, the brain is the most important organ in the entire body. Nothing even compares to it slightly. Chemotherapy has this uh, reputation, and it's justified, uh, of being a horrific treatment to have to go through. And that is because it is a poison. It's just more poisonous for cancer cells than it is for uh, the rest of the human body. So it's kind of like um, probably where that phrase, the cure is worse than the disease comes from. And um, they, can't, but they can't do that with brain cancer because they can't blast your brain with a heavy dose of poison because then you just die. So uh, it does mean that the chances, it, it turns the disease into a terminal disease as opposed to something that can be treated, which, you know, obviously is not a, a positive, but it doesn't come without its silver linings. My chemotherapy was very mild. Uh, I, it didn't affect my diet. But yet you seem exceptionally positive and you've, you've basically decided you're going to take this challenge head on. So what, what's the plan? Um, yeah, so what I tried to do is I tried to get sponsors to do most of the legwork. And uh, so what I've been aiming for is uh, I basically kind of reverse engineered uh, how two really big people on social media are able to donate quite a lot to uh to charity and it's just because they have money because their channel is really popular and so i was looking at them and i was thinking well what if you're the intention of your your model uh for your channel from the get-go was to be the number one charity person so tell me about the concept of of the king of chemo and what what are what are the world record attempts that you're looking at here? The reason that I uh, tried to do all the uh, sponsorship rather than asking people for the donations all the time, even though if they want to, they can go into curecancer or dietrian.com, which uh, I am very pleased to say that uh, there are different global uh, cancer research charities that everybody can donate to. And even though my two sponsors are both British. Ireland is still number one for uh, the biggest uh, donation. So go on, the lads. So uh, I just tried to make sure that all the, the videos that I'm putting out are like some, most of them, the ones that are successful are kind of motivational videos. I've only kind of adopted this because I, I naturally kind of swear a bit. I like, you know, I'm not a sailor, but like I swear a little bit. And then it seems like one of them, one of my uh, phrases just kind of caught on because all a lot of people keep commenting fuck you cancer and it's like oh, okay so that's kind of that's my phrase now is it okay that's gonna make things difficult in the future but like you know i guess we don't really have the choices for what phrases um become you know well known tell me why have you why have you gone down the marathon route then oh well that just sort of made a lot of sense i'd previously done the dublin marathon before i had done the london marathon before uh i i was saw so that was like when i went to charitable charity uh, that was the first thing that popped into my head because it's like it was a it was direct conflict. You know, a man with cancer runs marathon already. That's interesting. And then so uh, I then looked into it further. and was like, I wonder what the world record is for how much money has been raised for um, uh, cancer. So I was just kind of uh, brainstorming a bit. And it was like very quick that the uh, the things that I was looking for was just sort of perfect because it was. The money that needs to be raised is 2.3 million, which is a lot of money, but it's also a money that in my head is uh, achievable. The fact that it is not just I want to raise this amount of money, 
But when you're able to say, I want to break a world record, this is the amount of money. I think other people want to get involved in that because it's not just about uh, getting to a certain number. It's because everybody who donates, they are a part of that world record, which is a cool thing to say, I think, anyway. You know, if someone breaks a world record, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was one of those people. You know, it took a, it took a million people to do it, but like I was one of the million. And so it's the, the London Marathon in October. That's the goal. That's the goal. Although it's not going to stop there uh, straight away after whether I uh, achieve it there and then or whether I do not. Uh, I'm not going to stop doing this. It's too much fun. I'm going to be back in Dublin for the uh, the Dublin Marathon. Probably going to dress as something wacky for that one. Um but uh, haven't quite figured it out. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just, there's so much, so many doors are being opened now for people wanting to do things, wanting me to do things with them. I'm I'm going to be going across the whole of America on bike uh, down Route 66, doing 66 miles uh, every day. I'm having too much fun with it. I'm never going to stop until I'm in a coffin. Yeah, you're a big movie buff, so it it uh, what's coming to mind for me is kind of the Forrest Gump model. You're just going to keep on running, running, running until you you yep. run empty. So the the plan is you're just going to keep on fundraising through marathons and 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 cycles, but you're you're going to adopt this model of of sponsorship uh, by by brands through social media as well as people sponsoring you directly. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not just going to be me just running the marathons. Or me just teaching fitness classes, like the variety doesn't uh, doesn't stop. I like it's as creative as it can be. So, where can people find out more about you, donation, and follow you online? Uh, the most powerful thing that you can actually do is by far uh, following all of the social media channels. The King of Chemo, they're all the same name. And if you want to go one step further. Uh, you can go to curecancer.dietrying.com. Hopefully, we'll change that website soon enough to the same thing so it's easier to manage. And you can donate on that site or you can just kind of dig around on any of the other social media uh, platforms. They're all kind of different to give them all a little bit of a unique taste. Uh, there's more questions and answers on my uh, YouTube. YouTube was my first uh, social media baby so you can go right the way back to the very start of the story on youtube tiktok would be the bigger one that's the one that has like um nearly two and a half million followers and instagram is uh, much the same to uh to tiktok in terms of what videos get uploaded onto it so follow them all comment on them all hit the bell do all that sort of stuff and then if you really want to go that extra mile Donate at curecancer.com. And the very best of luck to you, Ian, with your endeavors and, and keep on running. Yeah, thank you very much. And my thanks to the King of Chemo, Ian Ward. I'm Fiona Sheehan, and today's episode was produced by Gareth Mulhall with sound by Gavin Hennessy. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. You can find all helplines relating to any of today's content on independent.ie forward slash helplines. <laughs>